You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 11, episode 1. Uh, I'm John, I'm your host for this evening, delighted to be back. Um, we've got two of our latest signings on tonight. We've got the Prosecco Princess, Erin, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Although no Prosecco because it is Monday. Oh, is it not coming to post? It's not arrived yet and we only have Prosecco on bank holiday Mondays. I think it's maybe import problems with Brexit and that, because we only get the good stuff, obviously. We so, so. Uh, and Sirin Sensation, oh, I say Sirin Sensation, he's struggling to speak just now. Uh, Miguel, how you doing? Good mate, it's not a Prosecco issue I've had, it's singing and Guinness. Sirin and Guinness. That's what's done me in, right, that's what's done me in. For those that don't know, uh, Scott's a Celtic fan, stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, aye, how are we all doing anyway? Aye, good mate, good. Excited, can't wait for this. Yeah. We'll see if your voice lasts the podcast. <laughs> I'll get 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes and then you'll be watching Love Island. Not I'm actually missing Love Island for this. What's that? I'm missing Love Island for this. Well, you need to get used to it because Monday 9pm, you know where you need to be. Like, it's, it's, I'm going to catch up on it afterwards as long as I've caught up because it's on every night except Saturday. So you've got to keep up to date or you just start running out of time. Yeah. So, I obviously we had a wee uh, introduction there. Italy won the Euros. Happy days. I won a few quid, but that's good. Uh, England got beat. That's even better. Um, you have Italy on from the start? Italy on from the start. I, I did have Italy and Portugal. Um, I took the two of them. Obviously, Portugal didn't really do well, but Italy I fancied from the start, I. I had France and, uh, and also Mbappe to win the Golden Boot, and they showed me right up. I'm trying to remember who your uh, sweepstick team was. I never uh, mentioned it. So I got third place. <laughs> Aye, third place. That's all right. You get money for it? Yeah, 40 quid. It's all right. 40 quid. By the way, how, how come there wasn't like a third place playoff, was there? No, I, I, I sent this like I one like night. I sent this like fully detailed email about the sweepstake, trying to get them excited. Because like obviously not everyone who likes football and we're not in the uh. office. But I thought it's just a bit fun. If you don't want to participate, fine. Give all like they talked about the prizes. I thought that's a really good email. That's really exciting. Sent it. Two seconds later, my colleague Alan was like, "There was no third place playoff." I was like, "Well, great." So now, I, I like, <laughs> yeah. So UEFA basically completely ruined my sweepstake, but it's easy enough to work it out on the base. Well, unless Denmark had gone to extra time and pens, then Spain got a draw. So that's how we we all agreed that was fair. We also had a worst place team, which ended up being Turkey, I think. Oh, they were horrendous. I thought North Macedonia was going to get that, but no goal difference. Turkey were worse. And folk fancied Turkey as well to do well. Some of them had, uh, some people had them for semi finals. Unpopular, really? unpopular opinion, by the way, but not Ma- North Macedonia were actually quite good to watch, like, to be fair. I think the tournament was actually brilliant. I don't know if it's just because like, the last 15 months had been so bad. But I thought it was excellent. Best tournament mm. in ages. Certainly the best Euros I can remember for a while. There was brilliant players at it. And as you said, like Mbappe never even turned up, and it was still a brilliant tournament, yeah. Some really yeah, that's good the boys you were expecting. 
that Monday night with, was it France, Switzerland after Spain, Croatia? Brilliant. Two of the best games mm. in the tournament. The Italy Spain game was like a final. Really good. To be, oh. to be fair, did we not miss the best two games when we were done doing this podcast oh. last time? Is it North France, Germany? And um, Portugal, Hungary? No. Uh-huh. No, was that not like, Germany? That was Germany, Hungary, France, Portugal on the last night of their group. Yeah, uh, they were both good. At, well, I didn't. I saw the highlights, but yeah, they were both good. That was pure scheduling. I don't know who did that. Um, Hungary were quite good, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was good, and it was good as well because they had full uh, crowd as well. Mm-hmm. In Budapest. They're all mental, man. And then next December, we're having a your Christmas dinner and then the World Cup final or something. <laughs> Yeah, you'll not be caring if you're having your Christmas dinner watching Scotland playing. You'll be loving it. I'm not <laughs> delighted about the, 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 the. It should be in the summer. It's a summer tournament. Aye. Traditional, isn't it? You always have it in the summer. They've, they've obviously bent over backwards for money. Not like UEFA, right enough. I think I, it's. Um, I mean, it's just going to cause a mess with people's domestic seasons and stuff, is it not? Like, I'm not really looking into what they're planning to do, but I presume. They're going to have a longer, earlier winter break. Maybe start the season a bit earlier and finish a bit later. I'm, I'm sure those gets knocked in the head. I'm sure we don't even get one that season. Because it'll need break. to be what six weeks for the World Cup. Hmm. And I presume are they going to stop domestic football while it's on, or are they just going to expect clubs to play with smaller squads? Who knows? But even have a knock-on effect in terms of Europe as well. In terms of how early they start the qualifiers, probably what will happen is this season will end and then the qualifiers will start the day after. <laughs> For you, so, <laughs> Celtic will start qualifiers in February. But you have your group, your Champions League groups are like November, December. So that only takes. Uh, it. So it's the first first weekend in December. I'm sure the uh, first week in December is usually the last the last group game. Yeah. Yeah, and then the world. So that will need to get moved, and also clubs who. Scotland's not as bad, I guess, but generally, most clubs, clubs in England, they'll have half their players away at the World Cup. So I presume they are stopping the domestic season. Mm. And then in which case, you've got six weeks of games to catch up on. I don't like it. Might be mayhem. I think so as well. I think Germany 2024 will be good. And I think the America, Canada, Mexico thing in 2026 will be brilliant. I think that's a really good idea. Mm. She's Saudi Arabia, Italy apparently, but I'm joint bid. Is that true? So what? Saudi Arabia what? and Italy? Yeah, I saw someone on Twitter talking about it must be for 2030. Yeah, it is. Saudi Arabia, Italy. That can't be correct. They're literally... Uh, nah. it, it must be when they think teleportation will come into play. <laughs> Surely not. It must, I saw it on Twitter and I was just in a rush and scrolling through and I thought, that can't be right. Was it definitely but, Italy? It wasn't Israel or something like that? I don't understand that. Italy and Saudi Arabia. Like, they must not know each other. Like, they're not like. Uh, they didn't go to school together, right? Now, right? <laughs> <laughs> they can't, they're not like in things together. Like, it's not as though like they're in the, you know, like. Uh, I just don't, and they're not, they're not near each other. It's not as if they'd meet at a UEFA meeting kind of thing. I know what you're meaning, right? It's bizarre. Yeah, Saudi Arabia considering joint bid for 2030 World Cup. With Italy. Mm-hmm. That's real. Again. I don't really want to click on that. <laughs> See, talking Italy, just what we talk about Italy a fair bit. Actually, what's this whole deal about there's not going to be any green strips as of next season? Oh, 
that is that is that's chaos like why is um, that i was baffled by this as well see this is the everything on this is why i think it must all just be jokes i keep seeing stuff about italy and i don't understand what's going on it's full good theory no i've seen this video before um i don't know if you saw it did you did you retweet it john and it was it was like a watford game and see uh advertising boards around the outside they they change for whatever country you're in so if you think about like your green your green screen ideas, it's the same idea as that, isn't it? And they think it will affect that. I I told her this is about the advertising board thing, and she was like, "No, how, how does that work?" And I was like, yeah, it's, I suppose they, I suppose some countries they can't advertise alcohol in that. It's probably things well, like that. I'd actually heard um, another podcast one that my, my pals do, and they just they talk about random stuff, and they had a guy called Matt uh, Matt Zorb cousin. He used to he used to be part of the Labour Party down south, and he was involved in gambling. That was what he was kind of trying to stem down, and he was talking about gambling and football. So what they were doing was, like clubs were getting sponsored by. You ever seen when you've watched a game, and there's Chinese writing on the outside, mm-hmm. like his advertising. That's not a entice us. That's because uh, the Chinese population that watch football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and. It's because they can't advertise gambling in China, and they use it that way. Really well promoted stuff um, in Asian things, isn't it? It's really popular. Mm-hmm. That's it's how they, 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 they get a big sponsor. Yeah, I just I don't really get it. Just every time I've gone on Twitter, Italy are doing something mad, like banning green strips, having World Cups, Saudi Arabia. How can you have it? That's not a good <laughs> point. Like, honestly, genuinely, I was confused. I thought this must be a mistake, but apparently it's true. That doesn't even make logistical sense. Like, yeah. mind you, these Euros never either. To be fair, no. The concept yeah. of it was nice though this year. It was like you know it would be in all the different countries. It loads of people were supposed to be a celebration of it. But I just don't. I don't understand how Saudi and Italy, Arabia and Italy, even like how do they get in? How who's phone two? How how do they know each other? Who's phone two? It'll be cash again. It'll just be cash, won't it? I, I, I would think. Bizarre, that, like, I would think Saudi Arabia. Yet. I would think Saudi Arabia probably phoned Italy because Italy are—they've been on it for the last two weeks. I don't think Benucci and Chiellini have left each other's side. No, so Saudi Arabia thought we'd quite like the World Cup, but maybe we will find it difficult to get it because people are annoyed about the Qatar thing. So they thought, who should we ask to be our joint host? And they thought Italy looked good at the moment; they just won the Euros, and they phoned up Italy and said, "Do you want to do your joint bid?" Italy seemed to have said yes. I'd love to see that conversation. I just don't. I just don't. <laughs> the WhatsApp chat. <laughs> they were not two countries that I thought had a relationship. But uh, perhaps they do. No, at least still sitting there getting tanned into the Moretti and eating hundreds of pizza, man. Exactly. They still make me miss it at this point. Sounds <laughs> similar to what I've been. Sounds similar to what I've been doing since the podcast finished last season. <laughs> I was pleased for um, Italy actually, and. Some of the pictures, you see some of the pictures with that challenge, with the shirt pull, are quite oh. funny, actually. What about the one I'm pulling on my way through the edge of the cliff? That's my favourite one. Like. They're cute, aren't they? <laughs> it wasn't a bad game, the final, either, to be honest. There weren't actually many rubbish games. It was a bad game when I was in Manchester, trying to find somewhere to watch it. A minute past eight, and all I hear is cheers about the pubs and going, maybe I'll just not bother at all. Um, but yeah, the end result worked out all right. To be honest, though, when you score it two minutes in, I don't necessarily think that's good, unless you're going to go and score six or seven more, because it's a long time to be 1-0 up. 
Nah, sitting in. John, you're saying that about being in Manchester, mate. We got a taxi home later on. They've been at my pal's bit. And the taxi driver says, like, as soon as England scored, like, cows just started dispersing at the pub. <laughs> because it was that early. And folk have went, nah, can't be having this. And I just went, hey, man. It was kind of cool, though, like, to be fair. <clears throat> it'd be the same if it was anywhere. If you we were here, you had all the folk outside the pub that couldn't get in the pub. Because all the pubs were obviously... Well, there was a wee bit of distance and they weren't really as bored about maybe numbers in the pub, but you had folk all outside watching all that. So in terms of that, it was pretty good and Manchester was busy, but yeah, I reckon it would have been absolute chaos if England had won. Um, in terms of parties, I don't reckon we'd even get out of Manchester. So mm. yeah, for that reason as well, I, I was obviously glad that I won. Um, probably though, I might have been better off England winning the Euros than my son winning the bloody Euros fantasy football. I've not heard <laughs> the end of that since... Well, since he won it. Um, so, I uh, thanks again to Supernova Terrace for supplying the prize. He is very pleased. They are also going to continue with our sponsorship for the Fantasy Football Scotland. Fantasy Football. So, that's good. They have great products. I've got a couple of hearts, T-shirts and all that type of thing. Genuinely, I do have them. Um, so, if you are buying anything from them, let them know. Just even in the wee notes, put SFF Podcast. No discount to that, but just let them know so they know what, what the script is. Uh, and then we've got another two sponsors. So, um, you, I know you, Scott, you're into your football tops, the old mm. mystery boxes and you know, all the retro stuff and all that. So, surprise shots, uh, they have agreed to provide a prize as well. So, an adult mystery box for whoever finishes second. So, again, mm. thank you to them. Um, again, check out our site. They've got some crackers in terms of random tops. If for those that don't know how it works, basically, football tops now, you can get them whereby you just say, right, I want a top but you don't put who you want. You just put who you don't want, really. So, for example, if I was back at one, I would be like, no, British teams, generally. That's what I do. I just go, no, no UK teams. Because um, what I've had, I've had, a, I got Jamaica one, actually, recently. I was kind of... Oh, that the one you had on? I, I was happy and raging right. at the same time because it was, the Euros was starting and Copa America was starting. I was like, oh, brilliant. I've got a wee top for either Euros or uh, that for when Scotland get knocked out. And then... up there, yeah. Aye. So... But it was good. It's a, it's a cracking top. It's brilliant. We reggae boys on the back as well. We bit of detail. So yeah. you've got it's maybe <laughs> well. It's a way top for this. Aye, it's the same year, isn't it? So uh, from 2018. Yeah. So for those that can't see, because we, we do this visually, Scott's got to make a top one. Um, Would you make of that? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're good jokes, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> They're the best. Yeah. Like whereas <laughs> if like. If Good John and that were on, they, they'd be like, I, I think our banter, that's going to work quite well. Because, mm. I mean, John just does like my jokes, and Scott, I mean, Scott, he made uh, one, mate, one good it? joke a season. Who's the f- <gasps> Maybe we'll have, like, awards at the end of the season, and people will vote for, like, funniest person, like, words, like stuff like that. Best female just podcast. Be- best female, yeah, best female. I would think you might win that, Maybe. I think I could win that at one. At the moment, you're a, you're a, you're a hot favourite for that one. Well, we could have awards <laughs> and we could have a vote, and that would be quite good fun, actually. Well, what about the heaviest drinker? I think I could put my name on that. Like. <laughs> I think you could put your yeah. name on that. Uh-huh. Best singer, I would say. You're oh, maybe that. you. I'm <laughs> that one. Best jokes, I think I could get up there. Do you think so? Yeah. See, uh, depends who's doing the vote, and if it's a listener's eye. If we're doing votes around each other, there's no chance I'm getting any votes. I'll get maybe the person that swears the most. I might get that one. 
best pack oh. lunch at a game. <laughs> oh, oh. That'll be important. Do I know what the food situation is on Ferris night? Not really that fast, to be honest, but it'd be interesting to see if there is food. I'll report back on that. Yes, wait, that's... There was I... food. There were pies at Edinburgh City Hamilton. I didn't have one, but I saw them. You saw them? Did they look tasty? Looked all right, and there was lots of, like, empty pie containers, so it looked as though they were very popular. Aye, uh, it's, it's like, like that's always a good sign. It's, it's like seeing an endangered species, eh? Seeing a pie at a football game. Uh, well, at Hamden there was water, and that was it, which was fine. Mm. But I wasn't sure what the situation would really be, food-wise. But to be honest, I don't know if it makes a real difference. You're not like I'm not sure it creates a massive increased risk. I can understand at Hamden they were probably pretty stressed, but once you're back to domestic games. I don't mm. see that getting a pie makes much real difference. The biggest it's risk is scalding your mouth. That's the biggest <laughs> risk. You've obviously not been to Parkhead then, mate. You've not been to Celtic Park. They're Stone cold. Staying cold. Staying cold. Uh, I was at football on Saturday and there was food on the go, which was good. Cheeseburgers, pies, sausage rolls, peas, all sorts. I went for a cheeseburger and it was decent, I have to say. Did you, did you say peas? Aye, uh, it's an air very much. Uh, pie and peas. I'm no into it, it's not for me, but pie and peas. It's quite difficult to eat that. Ah, you get a wee, I get a wee fork, spoon, wee fork, a wee yeah. spoon. Mm. Um, I've seen stories. Is that, non, is that not a Northern English thing? Oh, maybe as well. Maybe as well. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, I Ayrshire. Before, I, before I'd moved to Ayrshire, I'd never heard of pie and I've peas. I've never heard of that. Pie and beans, yes. Mm. Pie and peas, not. I like Post it because it's a little bit different. Like, uh, not just a straightforward pie. St. Johnson's pies are outstanding, actually. Oh, they, they've been mentioned many a time. I've still need to try one. Need to try one. I've seen stories at the football as well. At the, uh, it's not the west of Scotland, but it was the juniors. Stories. Uh, soup. Soup as well. Down you, see the food? The food at the, the non... Well, they can't, can't call them the non-leagues now, but the lower tiers. It's far better than what you get at the top tiers. Made we love. Aye. And about a quarter of the price. Is Domino's still in Celtic Park? No, it's been ditched. I, of, I don't know what that will be a money thing, like, definitely, because they've changed it into like a, it must be a Celtic pizza hang now as well. I've knocked that in the head. I used to like that when I was rough on a Saturday. Yeah, I had to do pizza and it's all right. Mm. I have seen pizza at Hibs. Don't think I've had not had food at Ibrox for a very long time. Wouldn't touch it. I don't think I would trust it. I don't. I don't know. It doesn't. Oh, to be fair, and this, I'm not just saying this, but it doesn't look brilliant. I don't often have. I don't have stuff at Petrodry much. It's more just when you're away and you think, "Well, I'll just test this out." Especially if it's like someone new that's come up. Mm. Dundee back up, and they're all right, actually. Ah, oh, you probably got a bride here as well. I would think maybe. They've got a good chicken curry pie there. I like a chicken curry. Dundee pie. United is one of the ones I'm looking forward to going to because obviously they came up last season, didn't get there. Um, other than that, I'd have probably actually had Kelly stay up. A bit disappointed to see Kelly go down. We need to extend the league again just so we can taste all the pies. That's yes. all. Don't worry about the football, just all the pies. Or alternatively, if clubs want to send us pies, they are more than welcome to send us pies and we'll try them out. Good, yes, we'll them. I think that would be a good, po- that would be a good uh, weekly thing. We could have a pie special in one week. Ta- a show, uh, Why not? Your, taste, pie tasting. And then we have an official banking. GK as well. He's a, he's a bite of your pie. <laughs> the Aberdeen kit seems to have won some kind of 
best kit thing is voted on Twitter. Oh, did it? For the new kits that have been released. Yeah, uh, so we've got just some vote and they had like groups and stuff. It was going on a wee while and Aberdeen have won it. I think it was Aberdeen, Dundee United and Hibs, the top three. It's all right. Well, at least we've won something. <laughs> the away kit, if it is what I've seen it is, looks outstanding. Likewise, I think I've seen the same kit. The navy and kind of gold, maybe I a wee that, bit of red. I really hope that's it. A wee kind of almost a wee north sound retro type. Very smart. So, yeah. By the way, have you got any other players than Scott Brown? Is he like the full start 11 this year? That's what I see. Aye, we're not even playing. We're just playing one player. <laughs> so I've seen his footies of Scott Brown everywhere. Yeah, but that's because if, you, that's if, you, if you're a main search and your saved searches are just Scott Brown photos, that's what you're going to get, isn't it? You miss it oh, up. That's normally that's normally. Yeah, exactly. If you type Scott Brown into Google, <laughs> it's going to be Scott Brown you're going to see. Are you missing him? Oh, aye. Aye, but he's really said back, eh? You said that theory the last time about, was it Considine? Yeah, shaved. It's, yeah, it's it's shaved shaved it's now. It was shaved now. It shaved it's Saturday's game, aye. Oh. Yeah. So, aye, he's, he's back looking lean, mean, and red. And Declan Gallagher Must- potentially suspended for Thursday. I no seen that he didn't knows. feature on Saturday, so that's maybe why. Yeah, he got well, he got sent off in Motherwell's last European game, but he's not on the list of suspended players. But as we know, that doesn't necessarily mean that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's hope they've not got Kelly on the case. Well, <laughs> suspensions. So I suspect. Um, I think he might be out. Aye. But just before we move on to European action properly, there's a third sponsor as well for the Fantasy League. So it is Mind, Body and Soul UK, who are a mental health charity. Again, they do a range of clothing and stuff like that. It's mainly for Puma trainers, basically. You can get custom designs and all that type of thing. So they've agreed to give us a third prize, which will be a T-shirt from their website as well. And they do great stuff in terms of if anyone's struggling with mental health, can I get in touch with them as well or, or other things as well. So thanks to them as well. Um, so I won two, three, three prizes. Um, the podcast reminds me to do my team. I'm I'll not remind now. you, yes, I'm now. Oh, all right, close, all right. Well, I've been tweeting the life out of it for about the last two weeks. Uh, so for those that don't know, Fantasy Football Scotland app, um, all you need to do is pick your team first, because a lot, a few people are said, I'm trying to join a league, I can't. You need to pick your team first. Once you pick your team, then you do join league. And then you enter the code, which is lowercase J for Juliet, M for Mike, and then capital N for November, R for Romeo, T for Tango. It's on the Twitter, uh, Instagram as well. I don't even know if we use Facebook anymore because I don't use Facebook, so it might be on there. But yeah, get involved. Prizes to be won, a whole lot of fun. And I'm saying a bit like Pat Sharp here. <laughs> my, my team's picked, by the way. I've picked it already. You picked it. Right. I'm quite disappointed though. Have you no, he doesn't get points. He only loses your points, doesn't he? Or the Britons. Oh, I've actually went with the I've went with the American boys I've signed. That's the only boy I'm going to tell you about. Went with him. Oh, you well, keep the rest a secret in case I'm copied. Right. Oh, then I'm copied. I'll take. I'll still probably reject my team. I did have them originally. I'm thinking right. Oh, <laughs> uh, I did have them originally. But then our pre-season bus still seemed to be not able to score many goals. So at the moment, he's not in the team. But there's time for him to change and maybe make his way into the team if he can find some goals in, in Europe. And I think uh, he's worthy. I do have a couple of Aberdeen players in the squad. Jenks, who I'm hoping is going to have a yeah. Madison impact. And he's pretty cheap as well. 
and Jack McKenzie, who I think might get my a dad left back. Him. Maybe my dad's favourite player this season. He's a big fan. So the Jack McKenzie wants a bit, maybe a slight gamble, but he's only he's two million. But I'm thinking even if he doesn't start, if he plays occasionally, he's a good option on the bench. I suspect he might be playing quite a bit actually, well, and he so. is quite good. I think I'm going to do both my teams on Thursday on the train, so I'll do an English one as well. So I'm going to do them. I'm going to do that. Is going to be one of my tasks on Thursday on the train. I'll get my team sorted. Promise. Okay, on Thursday, right? Okay. If you don't, then there'll be no prosecco. Right. Okay, I'll get them done. If you thought it's already in the post. If once they're done, it's, done. <laughs> it's much easier once you've. I think it's easier once you've just done it, and then you can always like go back and move stuff about. You can before yeah, the before the game. Beginning. You can make as many transfers as you want. Yeah, exactly. So I just think it's so much easier to work with something once you've got it. It's a nightmare sometimes, though, because you think, like, the amount of times you get half of your midfield, you've got the money left. And I think I've decided yeah. that good. Is it like, is that like a bit of, like, when you go shopping, you get half of it in the shops and you've run out of money because you've spent it all? I went to Zara yesterday to return something. The man came home with three things. I'm not sure how that happened, to be honest. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Right, you mentioned Zara there. So the missus keeps on showing me this account and it's, uh, oh, what's it called? Unexpected Zara or something along those lines. And like Zara, I've got like some interest in modelling poses for their items and all that type of thing. And it's a bit like they're getting, it's just normal folk doing the poses that the Zara models are doing. It's brilliant. I'll find out the definite name for it. It actually is quite funny. They released a pair of sandals today, or not today, maybe recently. And basically it's just covering your big toe. And the rest is like, no covered. So just your big toe. I don't know whether maybe there's a risk of sunburn on the toe or whatever it is. But then someone posted a thing and they'd, they'd broken both their big toes and it was just a copy of the photo. <laughs> That's the only reason you would have your toes, big toes covered, really, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Mine's is very, very hairy. That's probably <laughs> a reason as well. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> but I'll find out the account because that's quite funny. Uh, it's on yeah, please do thank you. That will be amusing for me. But that's I just think your money just starts to vanish when you start doing your fancy team. Like you get an average goalkeeper, a couple of average defenders, suddenly you think I've got nothing left. So I think it is the initial putting it together in the first. It's much easier to jig it about. Although I am, I always think I'm cursed. So if you ever want someone to like have a terrible week, if you're playing someone you want them to lose, if you really dislike a play, just let me know because I'll just put them in and then they'll get a red card. Week one, that'll be that. It's always the case. Someone has like a terrible few weeks. So I think some of them out. Scored a hat trick every time. Oh, inevitable. Edward was the worst last season, right? Edward, I know he still had a decent season. But he wasn't he at his best. Mm-hmm. As soon as you took him out, he started scoring. Guaranteed. Removed uh, him as a captain as well. And then you're trying to be sneaky with like Ajete when he signed. No. Oh, I, think, <laughs> I took I think him for top scorer last year. <laughs> to be fair, I think he might he might <coughs> might feature this season. I think. Mm. Um, so my, I'm not going to tell you my team, but I'll tell you to make up of clubs. Ooh. So three Rangers, three Celtic. Two Aberdeen, two Hearts, one Hibs, one Dundee United, one St Johnston, and one Ross County. Can I just say that's you not getting back into Patodri ever again? Oh, I know. Sex in all fun. I know. But you need to know if you're playing a fantasy football in Scotland. You don't. You need to prioritise. You need to think about what you care about more. Is it is it your team or your morals? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's fine. Who's your keeper? What's he means? The keeper has uh, got the same surname as Celtic's new captain. Oh, my God. I know. 
I want you sacked already. Get him, get him <laughs> out of Pataudry. Right, Scott, are you going to tell me you've got no Rangers players in your team? No, but he's not got him McGregor's keeper, has he? I know, that's why all that, like... That would not... That's, that's too much. Uh, I still take the huff for the fact that he gave me the fingers during that Scotland game. <laughs> you he, got banned, he got banned for playing for Scotland for life because of his behaviour. Then somehow was banned mm. then. He jumped ship from Rangers as soon as he could and then was welcome at... I just think he is. I don't know. I know, but we've also got the whole... Remember, we had the old debate last year about Scott Brown and all that, so sometimes with footballers... I mean, that, maybe this is a bold statement, but as many... Fit- I've always got Brown. He's a very honourable man. He is, aye, but he's good. But obviously last season was a debate. I'm not saying anything against him. I was quite in favour of Scott Brown signing, to be fair. Um, Scott's away trying to find his team just now, I think. Oh, no, I've got it, I've got it. I've You've got, got it. it. Right. Um, I've actually got two Celtic players now. Only two Celtic, right, okay. Two two hearts. Two, two hearts. hearts. Uh, Dundee United. Yep. Uh, Motherwell. Oh, no, there's three hearts, actually. Three hearts. Right. Uh, I, I, yeah. I couldn't tell you. There. And there's a Dundee player in there as well, right? There's a good wee mix. No Rangers players. What did we just say about priorities? Uh, <laughs> this is the thing, isn't it? Some people... Have their priorities in the right place. I will be able to update you. Um, I'll do mine on Thursday. Thursday, you get them all organised. I, I would imagine the Dundee United player that you have and I have might be the same. I'd imagine it was. Eh? It might be a defender. It is a defender, yes. yes. <laughs> they might have scored a 40 yard goal the other day. Oh, well, did you see that? Did you not see it? He scored a 40 yard yeah. free kick. Very clever free kick. Oh, I was just well. going to say he's a, he's a free kick specialist. Yes. And he is he for 40 yard free kicks every week though, isn't Aaron, he? Aaron might be a better judge of this than us, but he oh, is a bit of a favourite. But this is the thing, right, with the Euros as well this year. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I honestly just don't... Women are obsessed with him. He looks like a mm-hmm. pal from, like, over the fence that, like, lives next door. Grealish, I just don't see it at all. No, but not Grealish. No, but this is the problem with all of us. How do you get on to Jack Grealish from Charlie McGrew? I don't think I'll agree, because all the house my favourites are not my favourites. I have took Charlie McGrew, honest. It's Mark Reynolds. I don't think the housewives favourites are not... I don't know, maybe I've just got weird taste, but people say that, and a lot of the time I think, no. Never got the Ronaldo thing either. Oh, I've got what? some player as well. I don't know if I mentioned that. And it'll be the same player, I bet. Uh, uh, for him as well. Midfielder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he score last year in a... He scored lots of goals. In a League Cup tie. Yeah, I'd like to put Andy <laughs> Constantine in my team. Right. And I'd like to put Joe Lewis in my team. Okay. But then that's a bit... That's a loyalty thing as opposed to necessarily thinking. It's tough, isn't it? Cause... Well, not just a loyalty thing. To be fair, for one thing last season, Aberdeen, which would be criticised defensively, we didn't have an awful defensive record. No, we just couldn't score any goals. Yes. Goal difference mm. was shocking because it was like nil-nils week in, week out. So... Couldn't they score any goals and put Bruce Anderson at one? Yeah, but there's... Well, I was never his biggest fan. I think he scored a scored a goal against Rangers to get an equalizer. It was equalized. Everyone was really excited. I was. I mean, I don't think he got a huge amount of chance, but I was never that um, excited about him. Jet and Ramirez look a good little partnership up front. Jet seems to be quite keen on like having a laugh with the fans. 
he, he looks as if he just is like the happiest person in the world. Though I thought he was the happiest person in the world. And then Christian Ramirez signed, and then I think it's maybe I've a never close seen, contest. I think that might be the most excited I've seen someone to ever join Aberdeen. Did a folk told him <laughs> what the weather? A folk told him what it's like and all that. I don't know well, whether yeah, he maybe thinks sure he's it. signed for a different club. Uh, I don't know if he knows. Like I don't know what we've told him, but he was absolutely buzzing. I hope he's in a goal bonus. And the weather's been really nice, but it's not going to be nice soon. He maybe likes what playing golf. I don't know. I've seen Jets been playing a lot of golf. I've seen with like Andy Constant, etc. Yeah, there's a, I think there's a budding bromance between Jet and Scott Brown. I'm just not sure. I think if McInnes had signed Jet, people would be moaning about it. So I'm not sure why we're pretending it's not a very Jet McInnes signing because it is. He's a big player. He had a decent couple of games against us. We signed him. It's Kurt's main all over again. I worry that that's what's going to happen. He's got a good CV as well, to be fair, mate. Yeah, and I think he's got a decent attitude. I think it's just one of those ones where is it just a case of here's someone from a, like a team we've played against who was pretty decent, same as Stephen May, we'll sign him. I don't know, I just I thought we'd sign more people as well. I feel like when the season ended, because it was just it wasn't a great season to be honest, I was quite happy to see the back of it. It felt like we had ages till Europe. And now Europe's on Thursday and I don't think we've got necessarily enough players. Well, we've not got enough players. <laughs> Talking of I excitement think, I levels. I think we're running pretty short. I mean, Celtic, Celtic are... Have you, got, have you got 11 players for tomorrow? Well, they're looking at it. Aye. <laughs> uh, 11 good players? Possibly no. We'll find out tomorrow. But um, we've got St. Johnston's right back. Well, we put one on to St. Johnston playing at right back in the European time. That's looking right good. And he wasn't even getting games at St. Johnston. No, I know. <laughs> and Brian Christie, what's he doing? Oh, I think he's still there. Well, he's in the squad. I was searching through it and I found his name. Did the search very far, though. There's only there's about 14 players in it. But uh, aye, he's in the squad. But I don't, I've not really even seen any photos of him training yet. And why have you not, have you not got a new goalkeeper yet? No. <laughs> no, that's another thing. I thought that might be a priority because Scott Baines... Not very good. Well, see the thing about Bain for me, I, I don't think he's that bad as a backup, but he's not a starter for Celtic. Like. No, Andy Constein scored a hat trick against him. No, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's a fresh start for a lot of players. Maybe, maybe Barkas with a wee arm around the shoulder, as opposed to the Neil Lennon your sight part, might help him. But I have noticed so far in pre-season. He's not going well. I keep it, keep us getting subbed every game, so it's obviously he's not decided who the number one is yet. I don't think he was injured the other night, the other day as well. He didn't start, didn't start the other night as well. What's the general vibe on the new manager? Are people pleased? Everybody, everybody seems positive about him, about him until what happened today. Well, obviously, the, the Lee Griffiths scenario that he's getting back in the squad, and I don't know if you've seen much yet. It's without getting too, into too much detail I don't think there's too many people happy that he's back in I'm one of them as well I'd, he's had so many chances at Celtic and keeps burning his bridges all the time I got the and, impression he was that Celtic were pretty much finished with him and then he got another year offered to him didn't he and I thought I wonder if they're just kind of being you know think they kind of owe him a bit maybe you know he's probably serves a purpose I think he can still score goals and are giving him a chance. And then there's always the recent drama and stuff, I suppose. And 
I just don't really know what, I can't see him really playing much and they don't seem to like him or want him there. So I'm not really sure why they've given him that year. And well, the fans aren't particularly happy, are they? I, th- I thought by looking at it that they gave him an extension because of Europe coming up and we're short of numbers. Uh, which may, to me made sense because you try and bring a striker in, you try and get a striker going. It takes a wee while sometimes to adapt. And I know folks say this all the time, he knows the club. Fair enough. Um, but I think he just burnt his bridges right after they signed that. Like all this drama came out and always just seems to fall at Celtic's door. It's not that kind of... I know this sounds big-headed, but Celtic isn't meant to be that kind of club. Oh, I think you know I mean? that kind of club now. I think this might be your banter years beginning. Don't worry. I think <laughs> Dubai, I think, kicked that off. Transition. Transition period. <laughs> what you're calling it, is it? Uh, we'll go with that. What about uh, elsewhere in the team? Centre backs still major issue. I, I like the new the, the new boy for Sheffield Wednesday. Then he asked me to pronounce his name because oh, I still know. Is it Uruguide? I'm only going by what it looks like. It might be pronounced like. <laughs> I've not heard uh, Derek Gray pronouncing it yet. Once Derek no. Gray pronounces it in FIFA, I'll know. Uh, I'm, I'm the same, mate. Um, but again, we just need we need like so. Julian in that back as well. He's the mind you, he's the biggest drama in the Scottish football. I still don't know why he jumped into that post against the DNA. I never understood when he said I don't like playing against uh, it was Dykes and someone Dykes. else. Like the strikers must have been rubbing their hands, going, This is brilliant. He, he doesn't like playing against me, let's bloody have a field day. He is a good defender, uh, to be fair, he is good. But to come out and say you don't like the physical side of football, you're in Scotland, you're you you need to deal with it. Six foot seven or something. Is yeah. it a six foot five or seven or something? What's the what's the talk though? Is he even close? Is he back in training at all? Or I've never heard any of it. Uh, no. But there was talk of beat beat on starting at centre half in Europe, and I start, I don't know to this day if he still manages to get through every season at Celtic, and he still appears in the qualifiers of the year. He's always Aye. there. Obviously, uh, he's not a bad. Well, he's not played different for Celtic, but he's not a bad defensive midfielder. It's hard to say, though, because <laughs> Brown basically dominated up for so long, but I thought when he first signed at Celtic, he was all right there, wasn't he? He was all right, my, I think. My first, impression was, I my first impression was, William, was when he came on against, I want to say his Ajax, and he totally done the boy within like two minutes and got himself sent off. And for, for then, I've been like, what is he doing this side? Like, I don't think he's that great, yeah. yeah. But he must see something training, because... Lennon liked him, obviously Roger held on to him as well. I don't know. Maybe he's just must happy be... to be a squad player. Aye. He's one of them. I'd he doesn't complain too much, maybe. maybe. I'd imagine he doesn't command too much at wage either. I think that yeah. maybe would put something into a manager's thoughts to keep him. Aye. That boy or a guy though, my brother in law was saying he rings my wee bit slightly a bobo baldy. Raw, but mm-hmm. like when he wants to defend, he'll be good. The other thing is whether he maybe wants to try and start playing football, whether it might be an issue. And I've heard good things about the boy Shaw in midfield. I know he's a... He's I think he can man. play at the back as well, but he's maybe going to fill in the, the Scott Brown role to begin Aye. with. Just maybe. The, the signings are all... It's hard, it's hard to do business in there, isn't it? Um, the way things are, but I think the signings are going to start coming through. They're talking to that Carol boy, the Swedish boy, Ruben Kazan, apparently that's done. And they're just waiting for him to come through. 
so, I don't know, just because of quarantine and stuff like that. But why yeah, are these players, every season, we say, I think we've had this conversation for the last how many seasons about Celtic in Europe. Why did they wait till the qualifiers are starting before they make these signings? I, and I not have them in like early, time, early doors. This time they've kind of done it. This, uh, I know it's qualifiers have come up, but it actually seems early for Celtic because we're normally really scraping the barrel come the middle of August on when we're actually bringing somebody in. But they seem to be kind of trying to, try to bring bodies in from what I've seen. I hope yeah. I got Ange just not happy about the time it's taken, which is maybe a good sign that he's not going to take any mm. nonsense from the board. I don't know. No, definitely. Whether that helps or not. Because the whole... Did we, when we when we were last on the podcast, was that around about the time of his press conference? Or not? Mm. I'm trying to remember, because obviously the press conference was a bit sketchy with some of the, the questions. Well, there was only, only... We tried to kind of put down where he's came from, yeah. And that really, that really bugged him, obviously, because... Who's to, who's to say the Scot like you're coming to the Scottish League, right? And we all promote it to to the heavens. We love it. It's brilliant. It is what it is. But you can't put in another league like the J League because we've got well, some of your press have got an ego about us. That's basically exactly. what doesn't it? And how many of how many of these journalists have seen the J League or the Aussie Aye. League in the last probably maybe a handful of times? I would imagine. I don't imagine they've seen it much. Oh, 100%. Right. Um, and some of your best managers in recent times, well, you look at, I don't know, when Wim Janssen came, I'm saying recent times, Wim Janssen, <laughs> though, but like, Wim Janssen, everyone right. was like, who's this guy? Uh, and then we got Dr. Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, Ronnie. Aye. Who, I know, Ro- like, maybe didn't have a good end at Celtic, but he was forward thinking, maybe too forward thinking for Scottish football. I think he was in the wrong role, to be fair, but he still gave you a sniff of the league, didn't he? He did, yes, and we never, unfortunately, we never took the sniff. Aye, if we, I think, I do, I always think if we'd spent even just a wee bit of cash that January, I think we'd on the league, because I think he's on the ropes at the time, and I think if there'd been a proper challenge put in, we'd have won it. We looked severely, we looked severely done, and it was a, I, I can remember I was there, it was a, it was a 4 nothing one. We had at Celtic Park against his I'm sure that put Aberdeen right at the race, yeah. Aye. What's your score prediction? Um, it's tomorrow night, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to be watching it behind the couch. Like, <laughs> I'm nervous. Probably. Uh, I wouldn't want to say it. Maybe one each. The, the good thing is, though, they've only just started their season. So I know one of the Scandinavian countries that run the league March to October mm-hmm. there in line with the rest of Europe and they lost at the weekend at home. Yeah, dance, I noticed. No. So... Don't go into the Europa League if you don't have to Aye, but I did see who, who we get for that. I only seen who we get in the Champions League, which is scary as it is as well, like Galatasaray or PSV. But we don't want to go up against any two of them. That's, that's and then that's recent Johnson get. Aye, they get the loser of that. The loser of that. Yeah. Which is interesting. Oh no, I did see Celtic get it's a Jabalenka or something oh, like that. From Czech Republic, maybe. Aye. I, I can't remember how you pronounce it. Is it... Jabalenka. Aye, you might be right. Maybe. And that's it. Aye, aye, that's it. That's it. Um, aye, that's a few... bit, that looks a wee bit easier, right enough. But we look at Sparta Prague, put eight bastards last season in Europa League. 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't know whether it's cliche to say that there's no easy games in Europe anymore or not. You see, you see the odd wee hiding, but maybe not mm. as much as you used to. I think Everybody the standards are improving, yeah. whereas we've kind of, well, I suppose Rangers have done well the last few years in Europe, but... Like, so yourselves, who did, who did you score at the, the Well, home? so, assuming we get past Haken, we've got Austria-Vienna, mm-hmm. or... Team from Israel, I think it is. Yes. Uh, I wonder if their pals are the Saudis. <laughs> <laughs> I just really don't get it. If anyone knows, like, if Italy, Saudi Arabia have some special friendship, if they could genuinely, like, I really just didn't... And you know, like sometimes you know, if you go out, like for dinner, you bump into like two kind of friends in common. You like don't realise they knew. Uh, exactly uh, you. I, I mean, didn't what, realise like they one's in a suit, one's like off or something like that. Yeah, or like you're chatting about your friends, and your friends like, oh, I know them because I went to uni and we're pals with so and so. Fine, but I just did not think it's inside your paper were friends. I just didn't. I don't know. I just don't know how that came to be. And also, oh, I think a joint bed tends to be like more. Logistically, Aye, possible. Doable. They're they're not that close on a map. No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a team from Austria or a team from Israel, and it's one of those ones where like I don't know a huge amount about either of them, but our European record is genuinely not brilliant. Our best chance to get in the groups would have been two seasons ago. We had a few chances, I. I, I, don't know if we'll get, I don't even know if we'll get by this round, to be honest. I'm not counting any that we're going to get by this round, so you only deal with the tie that's in front of you. And that's maybe football cliche, but genuinely, hacking at the first when the job was made and they were near the bottom of the table, they've won the last, I think, four in the league. They're <laughs> yeah, about, half, they're about halfway different. through the season. They're match fit. And yeah. I, we've played... I've only seen two... I've only I've not seen any of us because they've not shown any of the the games anywhere, but we've only played two pre-season games because the mm. Reading game was cancelled. And weirdly enough, the Reading game was on Friday anyway, supposed to be, and then we were playing St. John's on a Saturday. So the fact we played two games, okay, one was against St. John's, which would be a decent test, and I think by all accounts it was a, it was almost like it was a, a Premiership match as opposed to a friendly. And what was the other Cali, wasn't it? There's Cali, Jet scored, I, so I don't know. Um, home, I mean, home match though. Hopefully. Maybe a bit like the Euros, home fans are there and that kind of gets it going and we can get a wee lift. Ideally, an early goal. That, that would mm. be delightful. A, a goal would be good, actually. Never made an early goal, just a goal. Um, and this might be a bit negative. Maybe nil-nil wouldn't be a bad result. Mind you, <laughs> is the way goal still going? Is it this season they're still going or have they finished? I think that's been finished oh. out, is it not? So Remember, there's a thing, I did see a thing about the goals are getting scrapped, but I don't know if it was straight away or if it's... You really wish I should know this type of stuff, shouldn't I? I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> we don't get paid for it. We don't get paid for where's, it. Where's, where's good John? Ah, good, good John, John or Chris, they, they would be there straight away, phone a friend or something like that. Um, so that maybe now now would be a bad result if away goals have been scrapped this season. UEFA has decided to do away with the away goals rule for its club competitions. The change is to take effect starting with qualifying stages for tournaments in the 2021 to 2022 season. Oh, well, I now now would be a straight result. Some people have come up with this podcast prepared. I lucky we've got Google. <laughs> oh, yeah, I actually think I like the no wiggles thing because I love penalties when it's not my club. So I feel like that makes it more fun. And realistically, if you win 
if there's a two-all draw and a three-all draw, mm-hmm. really, is the way goals rule then fair? You, I think you do get people playing for draws and stuff as well, and it also means it means it matters if you're home first or away first and things, and it becomes a bit. Yeah, I think I'm happy with it being gone. Plus, you get also, extra time advantage as well. You've got to be extra to score, mm-hmm. extra time. Jose Mourinho's made a career at What's that? Jose Mourinho made a career at away goals. Aye. Um, what was it? Oh, was it England? Some England person wanted to say that they should scrap penalty shootouts and have it as like lowest disciplinary points. <laughs> so, <laughs> that wasn't it. Was that? I saw that on Twitter, and I. That was after was the final, someone... by the way. That was after the final. Just... I assumed it was <laughs> someone doing a joke, but perhaps it was not. No, oh, no, I, I think I, I'm serious. I'm sure some it was MP. Like a TV personality. Was it? Was it an MP? Um, Is maybe. That what it Aye. Aye. So <laughs> I like I, I love penalty shootout. It's not my club. So good to watch. Well, to be fair, actually, actually you should like penalty shouts because I would have been pretty good at penalty shouts over the last eight nine years. They've like, also been doing penalty shootouts in the um, league cup, haven't they? They've scrapped. Well, so even though it's group. And it's points based. Is it not? If there's a draw, you go to penalty shootout. Ah, I think they brought it two seasons ago. I think years ago. Yeah. Uh, That's what the couple on the road to me, still in Albion. They played Cali at the weekend, and they drew with them, beat them in penalty kicks. Didn't think I'd ever see that in life. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. I hadn't really thought about it because like, this sounds bad, but during the League Cup, well. Well, I'm busy doing Europe, so I, I've not got time to be looking at what Sterling Albion are doing against <laughs> Cali. Because I'm thinking about where I might be going and wondering if I should be booking flights and wondering if I need to wait until like the game and stressing myself out about trips that might not be able to take place. I booked my Croatia flights Tuesday before our second leg against that Georgian team. I think we're three 0 up at, at, at half time, and I thought I feel a bit paranoid, but <laughs> I just don't. I've not got time to be looking at it. And also in normal circumstances, (laughs) I think you're quite busy with the end of the season. You have a little bit of a break. You've got Europe. The League Cup group stages, if I'm I'm honest, tend to pass me by a little bit. But this year it's been more interesting because it's been a little bit more, I think, promoted. And I went to the Edinburgh City Hamilton game. That penalty thing is fun. But I think it's mad. Definitely. What's it for? (laughs) I think it's... It's not a normal thing to do in a group competition. I, I think it's a wee bit of an edge because you're getting the extra point, though, yeah. Well, I think I it's think fun, but I think it's yeah. weird. It, but it's a bit like the split, isn't it? Like, I've got, if I've got English pals who like football, uh-huh. they really don't, they, they can't comprehend the split. And, they, and I don't know how to explain it to them because it doesn't make sense to anyone. See, to be fair, it's like what, us looking in the Belgian league, they, they go to a playoff to win the thing. It's like, surely the best team in the season wins the actual league, but it goes to the playoff, doesn't it? Mad. That I think that's mad, and I find like I think in Scotland in the Premier League playing each other potentially like well four times then potentially in the cups and stuff seven maybe it is oh, too don't, much. Don't I remember one season eight with this book this last time actually was Celtic played Rangers seven times, and it was so soul destroying to watch. Like we played Rangers seven times. Two seasons ago, so four times in the league, beat them at Hamden in the League Cup. I think that was the same season. Dreadfully drew them in the League Cup. I had a replay of the Scottish Cup because I had a one-all draw at Pichaudry and then beat them at Ibrox. Seven times, though. Uh, well, I, I, I'll probably talk about it all the time, but league reconstruction needs to be done. Like I, I hate playing each other 
four times in a season. That's 18 teams, home and away, twice, like once each. Perfect. They need to change the bone structure, and then that's a problem as well. I know. Yeah. It always works out, doesn't it? Always lets the folk that are kind of close to the relegation vote for it themselves, and everybody's wanting, everybody wants the prize against Celtic Rangers because it brings in the money, doesn't it? Yeah. TV money. It's just, uh, it's just a fast thing. We spoke about it so many times. You can end up playing the same team seven times. No. Yeah. And the split is is baffling. Because you get. We want to try more pies as well. You get teams on seventh with more points than teams than sixth. Uh, I, I realistically, you could realistically have a team fifth <coughs> get Europe, but you've got a team in seventh with more points than them. You could, yeah. And I don't know what you would do. And that's, I mean, I think that is. It doesn't make no sense whatsoever. I don't. I'm not a big fan of the split. I also think it's really confusing because in England they were talking about like when the fixtures come out, everyone was like, you look at the first day, you look at Boxing Day, you look at the game closest to your birthday, you look at the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, in Scotland you can't look at the last game of the season. People were like, why? Because no. who knows? And that is difficult. And the split fixtures never come out quickly, do they? Never you can never book in. You can never book in those. Well, like I see the day that. Um, Celtic won the league at Celtic Park against Rangers. I was on my I was on my best pal stag do as the best man. And I couldn't back out. I was in Dublin. Do you know what I mean? Couldn't come back home for that. Yeah, I think the fixture, so people who need to like sport or squads to beat buses and stuff, the fixtures come out so late. Hmm. And then I just think it is I just think it's difficult. But it is lovely that football is back and people are going to be going to actual games. I'm quite excited oh. about it. Are you going to a game? You never told us. I'm not going to bang on about it all week on Twitter. There won't be photos there. I don't want to. <laughs> my dad. Not much. Got to do my lateral flow test on Thursday. I did one last night just to like see how long it would take because I've not I've not done one yet at home. So had a look at it all. I was like, right, I'll do this. Like it is not pleasant because you, you think you have to do this all properly. It's a bit of a fact, but I felt <clears> like a scientist. I was like. Like it made just do my expect. I felt so professional. Did you get the boots burner it, out? It was negative. Uh, see, see when you do put it up your nose and you do twist it ten times. It was, my I eyes felt, were. I felt me tickling, tickling my one brain cell at the back of my head <laughs> like when I was doing that. Yeah. The nose one is really unpleasant. Mm-hmm. I've been lucky. I've no had to do them at all because I've been working from home for. That was my first one at home. Sixteen months I, or something like that. It was fine and it was negative. And um, my dad's all organised for his, and I just think it'll be a lovely, just be a lovely night. A lovely night. I hope there's um, a good atmosphere. I think it'll be. Folk will be champing a bit, buzzing mm-hmm. until we start playing hoofball, and then it'll be off. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll send a detailed report of the experience. Twenty minutes to lump up the jet up top to try and bring down for Ramirez. <laughs> Till the peak. The other thing as well, like we were speaking about you guys at centre back. If Gallagher is out on Saturday, it looked like the centre back pairing was McCrory and Considine. Yeah, and that guy Jack Gower on the whatever side Jack McKenzie doesn't play on. Jack McKenzie right playing back. The, right, so, yeah. Right, Gower's yeah, supposedly like, pretty good reports. I don't know whether he might end up starting. I suppose it will depend. If Gallagher's definitely out, it will have to be McCrory and uh, Considine, you would think. Jenks is the one I'm interested in seeing because I actually kind of forgotten we signed him because it's so long ago. I do still think we need another striker and I do think we need a winger. 
But I don't know if there's any plan to get anyone else. I think they did say, if anything, it would be one or two at the most. Now, it depends as well on English clubs, what they do. Because they, they've got, a, I mean, a lot of the English clubs haven't even started signing players yet. Because obviously the Euros only finished a couple of weeks ago, or last week, whatever it was. Um, just feels I, like it's all come around quite quick now. And then... There's going to be a lot. I mean, I suspect there will be, and you're right, by English clubs. I presume there will be quite a flurry of business this year, especially now that clubs know they're going to have full capacity grounds. They're going to have, I presume, more some more money, and things seem to be more settled. Yeah, well, there's definitely going to be more emphasis on youth, which will be a good thing in its extent. We see the likes of Ramsey, McKenzie getting more games. Campbell, you almost forget Dean Campbell's still only what twenty. Yeah, and Kieran and Gwenya signed, um, uh, what, I think it was three years deal. Yeah, deal, so yeah. definitely right. It's on whether it's I think that's be, maybe. fine. It'll be interesting to see in England what the transfer situation's like in terms of money and whether it's back to being ridiculous. I will I'm be. Fact, I think it will be. Brentford, are, I mean, we spoke about this off air, like, uh, about Ayer. Brentford have obviously just been promoted and they're spending 13 and a half on Ayer. I, I don't mind Ayer as a player. I'm not, I don't know. I'm still, still never been convinced as a centre back that he's he's good enough for maybe top level at that level. However, maybe he's one of those guys that once he pushes on and that's level, he'll improve and be better at it. I don't know. See, see for me, the thing about Aya is he is good on the ball, he's good at taking it forward. But see, defensively, see if somebody's breaking forward, he always loves to go on a side tackle. Yeah. And, and he's either obviously could win the ball. But there's no, you feel as if there's a chance he's getting away the foul or the boys zapping past him. And it was just, he was so kind of, what's the word? Just like, it was always in the mark, just like heart rate must have been right up for him and everything else. Aye. But they always say a centre backs, I mean, they, they shouldn't be sliding. Mm. It's an absolute last resort, whereas I, he does do it more than. Irrational. That's what it is. Irrational. Um, I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's a, he is a good player. No, he's been. Um, but, but by all accounts Brentford like to play nice football and all that so maybe it will suit him he'll go down there and you never know good seller you know and he'll be going for 50 million to Liverpool in a couple of years just hoping <laughs> do, you know, do, you know, do you know what I like about him though that you don't really see him many players now is he actually comes across as being a leader mm-hmm. like the way the way he handles himself like there's no many folk that you, you actually see him talking and stuff like that I like seeing that yeah Sometimes you get a lot of players that will just hide away and shuffle away from it. He likes to get himself involved. And I think that makes him a better player. Eh? You surprised, but not surprised, that Callum McGregor is captain? No, had to be him. Had to be him. I think, yeah, that wasn't, I don't think that was a big shot. Yeah, they're talking about the vice captain. That's, for me, that'll 100% be James Forrest. Like, it's kind of, it can only go to him there. Eh? If, if you look, have a look about the squad that we've got, they're Really, has anybody else to get to? To be fair, it's scarce. Have you seen much of Southampton pre-season? Uh, I watched the first half against Sheffield Wednesday, and actually, I was just speaking about youth. We local boy, he's actually pals with a couple of pals, um, Owen Moffat. He was playing for him. He played for us, and he just he just looks to get on the ball at the time, looks to get the runway, and that it's exciting to see. Yeah. Needs Boy to come on a bit. Needs to come on a bit. Boy Montgomery, I've heard he's pretty decent. Aye, he's all right. Um, I suppose you don't want to be relying too many, too, on too many answers. Unless well, it's the, the right quality, I don't know. I've... That's the kind of thing. You, you need to kind of 
played them in, like, I don't know, like, something like a Colts team or something. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I seen the Celtic lost, didn't they? The Colts team. Uh, Again, was it Bonus? No. Bonus. And mm. Bonnie did get beat off Rangers. Colts. B team, mm. whatever you want to call them. I, I don't know. See the Colts idea. Maybe if they are on that level, I do, I do see the advantage for it, yeah. Because they talk about the reserve league. I don't know if you, you ever hear old pros talking about a reserve they league. They all talk that. about it. Aye. Aye. And it seems to be what made them the player they are. And that's obviously missing. You want to maybe play against like men rather than boys that are in age at points. And it shouldn't just be done to Celtic Rangers. It should be, it should be an option for a lot of clubs. Oh, I, I don't know whether other clubs were even asked or consulted at all, or if it was just a ranger that's, that's the kind of it needs to be fair, it needs to be equal. It needs to be equal like that, but I think everybody's talked about it for that long now. It's kind of dragged on that's happened now. Yeah. Many more signing jinx have to make. I think we've still got to get a good five in. Five. That's include that's including the boy uh, for Ruben Kazan as well. Just because obviously it's not officially done yet. Just I think they still need a good five. I'm talking starters like boys that be in a bit. You don't want squad players on, I don't think. You've got enough squad players sitting there. And Jenks. Like yeah, okay. Sorry, on you go. Christy, the likes of Christy, he's definitely going to be away. Um Edward. I I know this isn't the football fan, but it's a business he goes on. You look at the money that you've spent to get him. I think you need to get rid of them this season to get anything like that back. And just in terms of the clubs, every club in Scotland, every club in the world, we're all struggling for money now. So if you can get a decent bit of money for a good player like that, you just need to get it, I think. Yeah, I wonder Hopefully whether I'm just thinking that he's a, maybe, they can't afford to sell him just now almost in a way. But I definitely, mm. a business point of view, he's a year left in his contract. Surely, and is he totally happy still being there? Um Again, I, I don't know if this is me getting secrets away, but that day that was in at Talk Sport with Jim White and Neil Lennon, Lennon was actually talking about like players had asked for that season after they finished the treble treble with the light, or well, we're running on to quadruple treble, sorry. They were promised to go, they were promised to get let go, and they were wanting yeah. to further their own career. Which you, you get, you understand, they've not Definitely. got any allegiances to Celtic, yeah. And I think, I think that's maybe what's happened to Edward is the promise hasn't been kept and there should have been something in place for him to go, yeah? Yeah, I think I've seen the latest speculation was Brighton, isn't it? Is it? Just, I'm, I've, I've been absolutely scunnered with Celtic <laughs> the past wee while, honest to God, but it seems to be picking back up again. Where do you think, projection for the season, where do you think you'll finish? <sighs> Yeah, to be honest, pal, I just want to see us give a good account of ourselves again because we've never done that at all last year. Never done that at all. There was, no, there was fighting some games and then you thought, wait, they know this might be coming back and then it just fell away again. It just, I just like to see Celtic actually having a steady season, playing well. And again, cliche, like to see them playing the Celtic way. Yank, fan, yank fans will accept. I know it's, just, it's hard for, like, obviously, Andrew's just come in. New manager, new season, and all that. But the fans are just not going to accept if there's no even a challenge put in, are they? In no, a way, definitely. It's weird. Definitely. It's a weird one because 
that's just the, the way it works with Celtic and Rangers. Do you know what I think actually makes that a bigger issue is social media. See that you're able to go onto your phone right away and tweet about something yeah. and it just builds it up and builds it up and then everybody else sees it. You know, it's like when negativity, I've, I've been quite negative here already tonight, but when you get negative thoughts, it just it does, it, it builds up. It's easier to be negative than it is to be positive. And yes. I've seen that a lot last year as well. And I just consumed, it actually consumed the club to the point of focus outside the stadium and stuff like that. I, I like to try and think I'm not negative in social media, but I do remember the, the Czech Republic game. And straight away after the game, I was raging, furious and all that. But then see, once I did a bit of time, it settled down. And then when mm. I, we actually did enough to probably win the game. But just the, the instant reaction, I was like annoyed. I was like, go to target players, because that's just no. pure behaviour. Anyone that does that, target players in any shape or form. And we should mention, obviously, the whole situation with England players that get targeted. The, the, the sorry thing is, and Saka said it himself, is he knew straight away mm-hmm. when Sancho, Rashford and Saka missed, he just went, they're going to have been for a terrible time online. You shouldn't think like that. Be that but everyone was thinking, he said it himself. He said he, he knew exactly what was the reaction. We said that with pals. We knew it was coming. Just That's just the way the, the well... I think a lot of them was coming on Instagram and everything like that yeah. as well. It's just, it's, it's, quite a, it's quite sickening to see, yeah. Folk were reporting it, supposedly. And it's supposedly, like, I don't know if it was everyone, but Instagram weren't really doing much about it. But yet folk yeah. that were reporting things or, or doing things was, or making comments against the racism were getting told off for inciting hatred. Instagram is very bad for not could not make it up. Like deleting stuff. Apparently, Instagram's pretty poor. I don't think they're on top of it. See, the best that is, by the way, I see anytime you post a photo on your story or post a photo, actually do a post, and it's got anything in conjunction to do with the virus, it flags it up right away. How can they know that with racism? And it adds a, an ad link that is um, mm-hmm. confirmed facts, etc., about the because you're not meant to be promoting. Um, like conspiracy theories, etc. So I don't understand that either. Mm. And I think Instagram are very poor for The thing that will happen yeah. is, and it's already, I've seen, I think it was some of the footballers were tweeting the night of the football. They're obviously trying to set up a platform whereby you may be verified with your mm. ID. I, I kind of agree with it, I kind of don't. I can understand the arguments against in terms of, share, we've got, we probably share enough information with Google and Apple and all that as we do already, but I, I don't know. But they're all, all the verified people and celebrities are going to end up on that social media platform and then people that like to follow them and know what they're up to and all that type of thing will have that access. It's accountability though at the end of the day. You need to be accountable for their actions. And I do I do get the fact that people don't want to use their own name and stuff like that. That's that's mm-hmm. fine. But as long as there's still a way to pull something back for you. So you can be held. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. You yeah. Want to, like, a lot of people, I've got a couple of friends who are teachers and they use like Aye. a very, and my friend who's a social worker, use a very like moved about version of her name on social media because you don't want, teachers is the big one because your kids aren't going to be able to track you down, etc. But mm. that I think is fine. And a lot of people use certain nicknames or keep maiden names and stuff. But if you've had to provide ID, it means that if your account is reported, the actual site knows who that person is and I think that is what you need mm. and at the end of the day all you're doing is admitting who you are when you sign up for something that really is I guess a, you know, no one's got a right to a social media account and 
if you're going to say stupid stuff on the internet, well, there are repercussions for that. I think that is your fault. Why well, definitely um, should be. A lot of them, a lot of them when they say anywhere near the same stuff in the street to somebody's face. That is, oh, that men, is... men are the worst, by the way. The stuff you get, they oh. think that's very bad for it. But on like Twitter, I was like, would you say that to me in a bar? What would your mother oh. think if she thought you're speaking to like women? Men don't like women on the internet to make jokes or have opinions or like football. Mm. Generally, not all men, but enough. Have you had some up your staying on social media? Yeah, was. Yeah. And I just instantly bought. It's, it's crazy, eh? Like, I've got a couple of friends as well, and I've never really noticed it until like I started looking at the Twitter and seeing some of the weird stuff that guys send them. And that is it's mad, but again, it's something else to do. Aye, we are. <laughs> uh, went, into, went into a social media podcast. And I know. <laughs> Back to football, though. Aye. So, Aaron, you were at the Edinburgh City game. Scott, you've been at Stalin Albion game. I was at Talbot on Saturday, warm, hot, sweaty day. Everyone was sweating their balls off, but not me. Because <laughs> I had the Manscaped deodorant on. Perfect. I was fine. Absolutely perfect. So remember, for those that weren't involved last year, uk.manscaped.com, you can get 20% off using SFF podcast capital letters on any products. So you've got the shaver, the lawnmower, your bead worker for your nose. You've got other stuff as well, so get involved. On bronzer, the, uh, all bronzer. All bronzer as well, aye. Are you on the site just now? No, no, I know. You remember. Things. Um, <laughs> and Erin, you love the website. We know that. I will say, the website, very nice, neat, looks like it's easy to use, and there is often seems to be various offers for free delivery codes, etc. Exactly. Now, at the Euros, we were kidding on about salt tyre designs, weren't we? Scott White, well, see my salt tire. Keep your, keep your shorts on. Not you, not you, on, not you, <laughs> not you, Scott. The other Scott, the other Scott. Now the Olympics is coming up, so you can get precision, intricate trimming. So you can get your five rings <laughs> shaved, and you'll be looking apart for the Olympics. Do not share the pictures. Whatever you do, do not share the pictures. What's that? Is the cent? Is the cent a ring? The the real one. It's <laughs> <laughs> in the front or the back. <laughs> um, so I get involved anyway. There's no uh, UK Olympic men's team this time, but I noticed that there's a female team. I'm quite mm. glad there's no men's team because the whole debate about a UK football team, no, definitely no. Aye, definitely for me as well. It's just like, it just, it's weird seeing people like, I guess we don't have a team play with the Euros, but weird seeing like people, it's like people you know in a different context. And I just think it's odd. Football at the Olympics is weird as well, because I will watch like any football that's on. At the Olympics, there are so many sports I would watch before I would even really think about watching no. football at the Olympics. What would be your top sport at the Olympics you would watch? Rowing. And I like right. the athletic stuff, the track stuff, the running. Uh, Not the long stuff, but the, like all the like running stuff. Love of gymnastics. This is stuff like I've never sit and watch like gymnastics just on TV, but in the Olympics it's so good. Swimming, love the swimming. And you've named everything there, to be fair. I just think the Olympics are really good. Starts on Wednesday. I do awesome. think the Olympics are really good, and I think you watch a lot of sport that you probably wouldn't otherwise watch, and it is great in that context. And GB tend to do actually all right. 
They're talking about long distance running there. I'd still get PTSD of looking at Paul Radcliffe running along <laughs> doing the marathon. What would you I, have to I go on the side? Stuff I find a bit like like Formula One. It's very samey for a very long period of time. Mm. I like the like um, I do like the like hundred meter, two hundred meter, and stuff. Hundred meters the best because more... it's the build up. The build up right. is for like about an hour, and then it's over in less than ten seconds. <laughs> That's familiar to me, mate. That's <laughs> why <laughs> it's a good build-up, though. <laughs> you've, you've done your turn. Uh, I think the football in the Euros is not. I don't know. It's in the World Cup and um, in the Olympics, the football is not. I don't know if many people particularly pay much attention to it. No, it's, I don't. You've, you've, it's just going to sound bad in a football podcast, but you get that much football that there's how much is too much. I agree with you. Like, it's not an Olympic sport them. anyway. The oh. whole idea there, well, I know the, ethic of, the ethics of the Olympics has kind of disappeared anyway because of sponsorship and all that type of thing now, but ah, football shouldn't be there. Much as I'm going to contradict myself slightly, it was amazing. I quite like basketball and it was great when the Dream Team was there and the basketball, the USA team. That was pretty cool. So, contradict and myself there. that footballers as well which is now in a way it's a shame, I guess, because if you're really high level, play for your country, you know, getting an Olympic medal must be a really cool thing to be able to get. But the players don't even seem particularly, I don't I don't know if it's just maybe doesn't kind of feature on their radar and other competitions are seen as being bigger. But getting an Olympic medal must be unbelievable. You didn't grow up dreaming of winning an Olympic medal as a football player, though. That's probably no, how it is. It's not, way. no. And it's weird because when you think about it, like imagine saying you've got an Olympic gold medal. It's an unbelievable thing to say you've got. But it doesn't seem to be, footballers don't seem to particularly be bothered about it. Uh, I think that's probably the issue, is it? It's not their main competition. I think tennis is probably quite similar. Mm-hmm. Well, well, tennis and stuff and so on. But, and I think to do like the career goals and the slam and stuff is quite a cool thing for players. But that's not their main competition, I don't think, at all. Oh, there was something that we had a disagreement with over summer, didn't we? I like Djokovic. Do you not like Djokovic? I just love Roger Federer. He's my tennis boyfriend. Feb, Feb is up much. there with Messi and that. Like, he'll, he'll always be like a, just an icon of tennis. Like. And as Djokovic is going to be the best ever, probably. I think so. I think. Oh, yeah, he's, is he not like 30, I think he's 33. Federer's still playing at 40. Yeah, Federer's Djokovic and Nadal, I think, must be not far off being done, I think. Yeah, I think there might not be much more Roger Federer. And I think you're right in that Djokovic probably will do a lot more, but I just really like Roger Federer. I think he's lovely. Yeah, Djokovic, no offence, John, but Djokovic needs to kind of grow his hair to be somewhere close to Federer. (laughs) He's had that same haircut for a while, hasn't he? Federer's hair is lovely. He always just looks, he just looks so nice. But you know what annoys me, right? As soon as the match is finished, it's like, oh, let's get the, the Rolex on. You know what uh, I mean? Or the, the sponsorship gear and all that. See if, you, see if Rolex was sponsoring you, you'd be having one on each term. What do you do? <laughs> you'd, be like, so. you'd be like a holiday. Oh. <laughs> what about <I> watch? <laughs> Rolex is that's top of, top of the range, isn't it? I'll never ever see a Rolex, never mind wear one. I've never been a big watch fan, to be honest. I know some folk like it's like they collect watches, 
probably fought with too much money. I think. That's what you've got your phone for, that tells the time, isn't it? Yeah, or your Casio. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or an Apple that? Watch. Maybe What's Apple. that? Or an Apple Watch. Apple might sponsor us. Oof. May well, maybe I. Let's aim for Fitbit first. Fitbit. <laughs> So I think we've discussed everything we've already discussed. Remember, get involved in fantasy football, JM, and then capital NRT, prizes to be won and all that. Oh, actually, we've no covered everything in Hibs, but in Europe as well. <laughs> uh, this, is what, this is what happens when we are used to having Aberdeen and Celtic fans on, we forget about other teams. Hibs are in Europe as well on Thursday. They're at home. They've probably got the best chance I think of getting through. Mm-hmm. As long as they keep Nisbet for the qualifiers. Yes. They've had a decent pre-season as well. They beat Arsenal. And I know Arsenal didn't play their full team, but they still had some names that you're familiar with. Um, so that's yeah, a decent that, result. I think that would give them a pretty good boost because it's a decent friendly to get. I think they had 2,000 at it as well. Mm-hmm. A good friendly to get organised and also... I mean, you must be thinking, right, we're in all right-ish shape. You know, beating a side like that, I think Hebs probably will be. Jason Johnson, I think, will struggle, and the, their option, their next round option, is tough. So, realistically, I think Hebs probably have the better run. Celtic and Rangers will probably do all right in Europe as well. I suspect Cute. we'll have one Scottish team still in come December, but I don't know. <clears throat> so, to be fair, in terms of like, being a Celtic fan, it's been hard watching for all, over the last few years until Rangers have went in these runs now. Watching Scottish teams getting knocked out because it felt like we were trying to get coefficients up ourselves because maybe else was really we never maybe really, really had a platform to kind of to go from. Mind St, remember St Johnson had a chance at one point to get through and was it, beat, was it Rosenberg or something they were beating? Yeah, and, and it's good to now see that. But Hibs have got a way in to into the big games because there's like see yourselves, you said Burnley one year and it just seems impossible for the weird well, the offensive weird teams. Oh, Burnley yeah, got yeah. a brilliant trip though, to be fair. It's mm. tough going, and even with this conference league that was supposed to be set up to help teams from so called lower leagues, you still need to play about twenty four qualifiers to get into the group stages. So even if you get through, you end up playing Thursday, Sunday for you know weeks potentially and it's difficult for squads that I think at the moment most clubs squads aren't huge because COVID and money stuff so it'll be interesting to see if the season kind of ends up being back to normal I'm predicting Aberdeen will probably save it for next week in terms of its leaks leak stuff because that's a proper premier right that's fine it's Europe I'm predicting Aberdeen will probably not get past this one round, but that is not necessarily the absolute end of the world. I I was positive before coming on the podcast, but I think I might go and I'm not, I'm not in the corner. But I no, mean, I'm the same. I'm, 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 I agree. I don't think we'll get through either. Uh, I think we'll probably just, get a draw and a narrow loss, and I think it is obviously disappointing. But playing Thursday Sunday every week is difficult, and. I would like at least a trophy this year. Do I think we're going to win the, the Conference League? Probably not. So, <laughs> I, you know, it's not the worst thing ever if we were to go out, I don't think, as long as we put in a decent showing of ourselves. Yes. 
Uh, I think you spoke about Rajeka earlier. Hibs, if they get through, could potentially play Rajeka. Good trip. Um, difficult team. That cage didn't look too good, though. No, it's a bit of an odd. It's a bit of an odd setup, um, but it's a nice trip. It's a nice area, and Croatia is beautiful. But I think it is just they are they are a tough team. Yeah. Uh, quickly before we go, because I did actually forget. Favorite Euro memory. Ooh. Following your club. Oh, following the following the club. Your club, I. I think you're talking for the Euros there. Well, you put me on the spot. Definitely. Uh, I've got two, mate. You're getting the memo and prepare you for not done your homework. You've not... The, it's time to hand your homework in and you've not brought it. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is why... I think I maybe mentioned it like about a week ago, maybe. But then I never mentioned it earlier on before we started tonight, so... But that's not, that doesn't matter. You were told about it. You knew it was happening. You should have put it in your diary. <laughs> You're not going to get most professional award, are you, at the end of You're, the season? It's your turn to get the interrogation. <laughs> Here we go. Here's mine. I've got two. I'll get a home one and an away one. That's good. Home I one. like that. I like that. I've got that as well. Oh. Yeah. Right, I'll get my home. This is going to be a yours. beautiful season. Mine's is probably the greatest game I'll ever witness in Celtic Park. It was a Tony Watt game against Barcelona, where I don't think Neil Lennon gets enough credit for this. He put Mikael Lustig at left back to hold uh, to hold Messi. No, aye, it was it was Lustig to hold Messi. It was frightening. Like, honestly, God, he, he couldn't even go anywhere. They kept cutting in and cutting in, and Lustig was on his right foot, his good foot. Take away the goals. That was brilliant for me. We've seen that. Was it one of those games where, like, when after what squad you're just like like pass on they're gonna score at some point or you're just like clenching your butt for the rest of the game. I was, I was sitting up my gods and it was weird because it was like you could actually see as Celtic were moving and their lines it was it was amazing to see like and you could see Barcelona trying to dive in and out into the wee pockets of space and I'm pretty sure it was was it Pedro was there at the time as well. No, it wasn't. He. Uh, the boy went to Arsenal. Alexis Sanchez. Oh yeah, yeah. It was him. He was he was kind of darting in and out as well. And oh, uh, it was a joy to see Barcelona playing like that. But Big Foster, Big Foster ran that game like that's. Remember they were calling him the Great Wall after that. He might be back as well. We forgot he's been linked again oh. for the seventy fourth time. I think that is lazy journalism. To be fair. Because so. it seems to be any player that's ever been at Celtic at the start of the season always gets like I'm waiting, I'm waiting and hacking yakking getting the put in for it as well now. <laughs> Guy's about fifty, but yeah, about two thousand and two he's been said he was going to Celtic, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. You want my way one? Aye, oh, aye, guy, give us your right. way one. Aye, right. The way one was the the season. No, the season there, the season before, was away, away to Lazio. I was there with my best pal, his dad, and me and my dad. And it's one of the memories that you'll never ever beat. Like, it was, oh, I'm getting goosebumps actually talking about it. Eh? And Charles? There's like, uh, not even that, no, see, before it, like, Edward had a chance and he put it shy of the post. And everybody's gone, hidden hands. Oh my God, that was a chance. We could have won that there. 
should have won that. And then when Cham comes up the parking, Lazio were everywhere. They were, they were all a shop and he chips the keeper. I, I, I remember my dad shouting at me, that's a shite first touch. Because he took his <laughs> touch and he put it away from the goal. I, I remember watching uh, that and thinking the same. It was terrible. He was raging. I said, shut up. They <laughs> say it's in the net, yeah. It was the first time uh, Celtic had won in Italy as well, wasn't it? I aye, think. I think it was the first time any Scottish team had won in Italy. Yeah, which is an achievement. Big bad Neil Lennon, though, eh? Always gets felt of. Brought Celtic some good memories. That's two Neil Lennon shouts there, actually. I forgot about that. Aye. Erin? Um, so I've got two as well. A home one. Yes. Is the 4 0 against Copenhagen. Because. Because you're too young. But 4 0 <laughs> is great. So, like, it's, a win is a win and it's nice, right? See, once you get to about, I would say 3 0 is a cut off, but it doesn't, you know, it's not just a win, it's actually really good. So, do you need to start using brackets at 4? <laughs> Because no, six, six, isn't it? I need to start using six, six or seven. Yeah. Seven is your first bracket. Yeah, I think. You post six now, and then yes, yeah, seven, seven in brackets. I don't even know why, because a seven doesn't, like, an eight looks like an eight. I don't really understand it. But I just think four nil is a convincing win. It looks really good. Also, Copenhagen are not a rubbish sound. At that point, well, I don't think they were good. Better than decent. Well, they just needed a draw at the time. And I think people thought there was no chance of us going through that, let alone a 4 0. And I think that is just that great game, great performance. And my away one is actually Burnley, I think, just for how good the atmosphere was when they were up in Aberdeen and when we were down there. It was actually, and I've been to like much more exotic places. I mean, I go to Burnley, but. It Only was tourist really board will be on the phone to us. Good. Vacation in Burnley. I heard the cricket ground was good, but did you go to the cricket ground before it? Yeah, and <laughs> go off the train and there was like police and stuff about us. Police were on a horse. So I was like, oh, this is going to be quite like, because we had like kind of can like during the train stuff. And I thought oh, this is going to be a, maybe like they'll be a bit annoyed. They were so nice, so helpful. And it was just such a good atmosphere. And I do really like the rivalry of football, but what was nice was that, you know, Burnley were back in Europe and they had a big laugh about, they hadn't been in Europe for whatever many years and they drew Aberdeen. They were thinking about all the places they could have been. I think just both clubs really enjoyed it. And Lewis Ferguson's overhead kick is the celebration after that was a riot. It was a good trip. It actually really was. Your home memory reminds me of something else we would like to do this season in the podcast. And it's do a thing on football teams from back in the day and where are they now where they're up to it'd be quite interesting Scott other Scott and me spoke about that last year it'd be quite interesting for certain teams to see where they are because one thing I noticed actually earlier when I was reading a wee bit about Midgetland is not just a Sviet not just a Sviatchenko a Scottish connection but there's a boy as a attacking kind of midfielder Drea that had a I think a loan spell at St Mirren a few years back I can't help with that. This is, yeah, that's quite a fun little. Um, we're, I mean, we're probably meant to have this kind of chat, not on the actual, but I think we're meant to do this behind the scenes. But it's quite a nice little um, feature of players who get worthy sounds or clubs that were, you know, at a certain period in time really successful and stuff and what are they kind of doing? Because a lot of the European teams, unless it's the huge names, unless you draw them in competitions, you don't really know much about them. No. Mm. 
I mean, Celtic, Raymond Vega was running for president. Uh, UEFA was he not? I think at one point, wasn't was he? So weird, yeah. Against aye. Infantino. <laughs> we also need someone to do some research into the Saudi Arabia Italy connection because I, I honestly am baffled by. Have it. You know, tweet it out. You know, tweeting that out. You could tweet that out and yeah, say, "We want to know what SFF podcast." Send your what's what's the deal? What's the crack? And yeah, maybe maybe your answers on a postcard. Yeah. So yeah. you're talking about European memories. I've got an Aberdeen one. It was one. Was it? Two each with Bayern Munich. Yes. Is that was it Jamie? Was it Jamie Smith? Yeah, Josh Walker. Josh. Aye. Sonia Luko. 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 It was. That was aye. I mean, that, that was a cracker. Eh? Again, but like, talk, like you spoke about Lennon, and yeah, some of the best memories, and because we are too young, for obviously the glory days, um, is under Jimmy Calderwood, mm-hmm. who again is like pillared. Andy Goldstein. Andy Constein, I think, the only remaining player from those kind of squads. Mm-hmm. He'll be getting another testimonial on the street. I think he'll hit 600 games this season. I see. Here's an interesting one. Everyone, well, not everyone I'm speaking to, but quite a few people I'm speaking to, and they're like, "Oh, Andy Constein, I think he'll be a squad player this year." No way. I think he'll hopefully. I think he'll be back. He'll be playing centre back regularly. He'll be Constein and Gallagher. They played hey. together at Scotland only a few times. No, I've got a lot of time for that. I think that is um, a decent pairing. And I think, yes, in theory, could we potentially have someone else who's a bit younger, etc.? Probably, but we're not going to be buying those players. I'd be very happy with that. And I think, trying to work out the maths of it, but I think he should be getting close to getting 600 this season. Is that your new Mullen McLeish then? He is. Andy Constantine must be... He is pretty high on our top appearance list. And he is getting close to being. He had. We had Andy 500 at St Johnston away. When was that? Pre COVID. People were there. A wee while back. So I reckon he could be getting close. See, I think fair, I don't know if you want experience at the back as well. The only problem is the options behind that because Devlin was a good player when he first signed I remember that everyone was talking about Devlin was like better than McKenna oh Devlin's still there of course I forgot about that he's got six, six month contract aye but I don't think I've seen him uh, quoted at pre-season so you wonder is he struggling for fitness again yeah and he got uh, signed for 562 appearances so the league if he played every game in the league he probably won't but that would take him to 600 but we've also got cups and stuff I think he'll probably get 600 this year I think he will play every week to be fair, I think he's going to be lucky to see him. I, think he, I heard a rumour he's sitting with Baccarat and a big <laughs> holiday home in Mallorca. Spending all the royalties. You'll be there too then. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your money. <laughs> so yeah, at 5'6'2", I think he could easily get to the 600 this season. And he is, I I think he's brilliant in so many ways. I think we should be very proud of him. He's a great ambassador, not just legend? as a player, right? He's a great ambassador for the club in the way he conducts himself off the pitch. When have you ever heard anything? I mean, the most, and it wasn't even negative, but he's a kind of quiet guy, nice family guy, and all that type of thing. And it was, that's probably why there was a shock about the, the stag do. Whereas if it was, if it's another player, if it was like Lee Griffiths, you'd be like, ah, yeah, he does that every week. Uh, so it showed you had a bit of character as well. Which He's actually, also one of the very few, and probably probably will be one of the last one club players, mm. because people move around so often nowadays, which is absolutely fine, obviously. But 
you just don't get it. You know, people, you do not get players hitting 500 games for, you know, one club. Scott Brown's done, is he not? Scott uh, Brown's Celtic. Uh, not be too far off, I guess. But I can't think of many other players that you see, you know, getting their 500th game at one club because it just doesn't happen. There's definitely a record appearance hold on Europe for Celtic. I know that for sure. Did someone not tell me? Was it one of you that told me that Scott Brown's got more, the most winners' medals in the world? Or did I tell you that and everyone said it was I think you said it and then we found out quickly it wasn't right. Because you <laughs> yeah, you're on the same called- podcast as Chris. And if you want, if you think good John is good with starts, Chris is like an encyclopedia. Chris yeah, I think someone told me it and I did what I do when someone tells me things because I'm gullible because um, I just think, why would you lie? So I just believe it. Oh, and then right. I pass it off to someone as a stat and they turn around and a lot of people just go, I'm actually interested, but sometimes they call you out on it. I think, someone told me it, leave me alone. Is it like, I'm not going I? I think we did figure out though he's probably got more uh, trophies than the rest of the Scottish teams in the Premiership. Andrew Considine is fourth on the all-time appearance list, and if he hits more than five nine one, which I think he'll do, he will go third. He will not beat Willie Miller's seven nine seven. I don't think. I heard you, Scott, ask if he's a club legend. Uh, yes, he is. It depends how you, how you hold a legend. You can have him as a hero, an icon, but I'd say a club legend needs to be the top, the top of the bracket, like. I think it's it's probably difficult because you're comparing them obviously against the the eighties and when we're winning trophies all the time and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I suppose in terms of like from a modern day point of view, essentially, he's he's the closest you would get mm-hmm. to being a club yeah, legend. I mean, you can't say well he's not like Willie Miller, so no, he's not because it's completely different. But I do think it is yeah, it probably will be as close as we will ever have really. He will be very sadly missed, although I suspect he will stay at the club in some format. He's only, well, he's 34, isn't he? <laughs> he's no like, I mean, players are, I mean, he looks again like he keeps himself in good shape. But I think players nowadays, I reckon, are quite capable of playing to the 40. What's he got? A year, technically, I suppose. Hey, you're sitting there with the master, you're sitting with Scott Brown, you'll show him how to get his engine going again. Exactly, with Scott Brown's 37. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. If, if Andy Constantine's retiring before Scott Brown, that's a problem. Play, players are much better these days, generally. So Andy Constantine could play another 200 games for us. Yeah, I mean, actually, like, well, potentially. I'm actually quite looking forward on Thursday to seeing Scott Brown just like clatter into someone in the first couple of minutes. Uh, as long as he remembers that he's playing for Aberdeen and <laughs> it's no one else. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, he does seem to be the main model of his new strip, though. I will give you that. Yeah. I don't think I've seen anyone else wearing it. Jet, Jet, Jet's been wearing it. I've seen it only, maybe I'm only seeing stuff because I, spoke, I follow Aberdeen on social media, but Jet, I've seen them again. Yeah, and, Jet McGinn uh, seemed to be in his kind of model shooting jeans in the away top, and the home top. I don't, I don't like that. Why are you wearing jeans? You're not going to wear it with jeans ever, <laughs> are you? I always try, I like being with the fans. No, but they're not going to be in with the fans. They're going to be on a pitch. They're going to be in a full kit in photographs. A full kit in the, the pre-season. Uh, Ross McCrory, I've seen it there, I think, the, the launch. Yeah, I did uh, see him in the Lewis launch. Ferguson. Looking quite miserable, isn't it? Who? Ferguson or McCrory? Maybe it's just his model look. Joe Lewis, I've not seen Joe Lewis's new kit. He always has a Norwich number. Yeah, I normally like the kind of like neon green, which is quite um, nice, I think. And I quite like a black goalkeeper kit. Definitely. 
black That's kits not. just in general are, are quality. I think I got the Germany yeah, away one. Away one for oh, this for thirty-one quid. Thirty-five. Yeah, did you get your discount? I got a wee discount. See if you. Yeah. Oh, can I tell for? I think you can tell. I'll message you. Uh, Germany have really good kits. Very good kits at Germany, and I presume Celtic. I'm not seeing Celtic's new kit. I'm not really interested. I presume it's green and white stripes, is it? <laughs> we've kind of, we've kind of, we've kind of went, uh, we've kind of went away for like the old one, and we went for a solid green. Now, given, it's hey, nah. Is it green and white hoops, hoops by any chance? <laughs> the hoops, the two away kits. I like the two away kits. You can't the old green one. Got, when you've got a club that is like. You've got a distinctive thing, you've got hoops in your strip, that's what you're going to have every year. So mm. the way kits are a bit more of interest, aren't they? I well, think that'll all Aberdeen, because you know it's going to be red, the home top. Like, <laughs> you'll get maybe a bit of blue sometimes, a bit of white. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's why I go for a way kit. My mum can't. I showed my mum a new top and she went, is it not just like all the other top? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, did you not it's see the horror? I like last season's away kit, and my dad loved the gold one from two years yes, ago. Yes, I like the gold so, the gold one from two years ago. Last year's was really nice, apart from the panel. I don't know what the deal was for the panel. That kind of ruined it a wee bit, but it was a lovely top. It was very smart. The gold was good. I didn't really like that grey-silver thing. The blue was awful. I liked the team recruitment one. It was yellow at the top with black. I've got, yes. I've got a lawn-sleeve version. Again, lawn-sleeve tops are good. There's a nice black one. Especially in Scotland. Orange. I think it was meant to be red, but it's more of an orangey colour. It's quite smart. My, my favourite kit this year is actually going to be Hibs with a, the map Edinburgh on it. I think that's a brilliant touch. Like, oh, Celtic's away shirt's all right. It's plain green. Nice. <laughs> I like the green. I like the green. The all green one. I think it looks really nice. Yeah. See the, the badge. Be popular with the, the, the badge as well. The badge looks good. All right. The third. The third kit is when straight down the middle with everything. I think it looks horrendous. It's. If it didn't have the sponsor, it looked good. It's got Adidas Celtic badge and it's got a big daffa bit right across the middle of yeah. Which one's Obviously, the third one again? What colour is it? The third one? White. White with pinstripe. Green. Oh, and yeah. Pink. It's, it's growing me, but if it didn't have the sponsor, I'd probably get it. Do you think Adidas know that you need to have a kit that's not get green in it? <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just gone. Yeah. Celtic. Home away, home kit, away kit, third kit, they only have a bit of green. Is it, it's Motherwell, isn't it, who doesn't have a sponsor, because they're sponsored Paddy Power, is it not? Mm, I think they started, they started that, yeah. The recording, remember, the first thing, yeah. Do you remember, remember the jump ones had, that they had? The sash, the big sash. Right? Okay. Oh my God. We can't talk about the sash on the podcast. <laughs> well, I was about to say that Rangers have got some gold, you know, on their new strip, because they won it last year. Is, is that really yellow? Champions League thing. They did. Looks yellow to me, like. Is the badge uh, falling off? Uh, well, I have, <laughs> I have seen a few complaints on Facebook about the quality of the strips. Dear, dear. It was the same last year as well, wasn't it? Um, so I, we should finish probably. Uh, <laughs> we'll have a proper rundown of all the strips and give the marks out of ten before the season starts. Yes. Well, next week is going to be the proper Premiership preview, because we just touched on Europe tonight and other things, we'll do that. And um, I think it's a good idea, but it could end up being an absolute horror show. <clears throat> I'm trying to get as many supporters of clubs in the Premiership on for next Monday. So it could end up being tremendous or it's absolutely... Like What's that? 
with loads and loads of guests. Lo- yes. I've always had a thing where I'd like to do a thing in the podcast where it's like a phone-in. So people could kind of come in and out as they want, but we'll see. That would be really well when the end of last season we had sits on. on. If there's loads of people on and phone-ins and stuff, they'll go unnoticed if you haven't brought your homework, so that'll be fine for you. What's that? Scott's homework won't matter if he hasn't brought his work. Ah, uh, you can be watching Love it. Island in your, your iMac. I, actually, yeah. So if, when the Rangers <laughs> phone-ins happen, and I'll just pop that on. Um, you know, that's a good idea. So, well, I mean, we can talk about this separately, but yeah. Yeah. So we've got all the battle forward to you next week. The phone's exactly. Better. And also next week, we will have a lower league preview as well, a bonus, but that'll be not a spin-off as such. It's more a kind of John guest special, but it's going to be a lower league preview. So we'll have that. So you've got all that to look forward to. We do. And remember, check out all the sponsors and yeah, give us a like, retweet stuff. We all like that. Right. And good luck to Aberdeen in Europe. Boo. Good luck to Scottish teams generally in Europe. Good luck to Celtic, Aberdeen and Hibs in Europe. Oh, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Can you be saying that when Rangers are uh, are playing? Scottish teams, you stick stick to the three. (laughs) (laughs) Right, cheers guys. Cheers. Good to be back. (laughs) 